Kia ora, it's a whanau, and welcome to Coffee Town Theology. Yeah. I'm Stu. And I'm Grace. And as always, we are your, your hosts. hosts. Oh, that was in sync. Wow. We wow. Almost like we're getting like, practiced. That <laughs> so, uh, thank you for joining us. Hope that you have your beverage of choice with you, yep. whether it's coffee or tea or water. Or <laughs> Do you know, like, welcome to Beverage Time Theology. That feels like it's like... Theology over beers on like a Friday after work, which, you know, maybe that's how you listen to Coffee Time Theology. Yeah. There are worse things to discuss at after work drinks. Uh, yeah, I can. I can well like imagine. politics. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Coffee Time Theology. If you weren't aware, we have an Instagram. And so we recommend that you throw us a follow on Instagram, Coffee Time Theology. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, we're always open to feedback of any sort. So yeah, so flick us slide into our DMs. If you're happy, if you're mad, you know. If you've got questions, if you've got suggestions, like hey, be helpful if you talked about this. Yeah, flick us, flick us a DM, or there is an email address in the podcast description. So if you prefer emails because social media is scary, you are welcome to email us. Yeah, that's always also an option. Mm. Mm-hmm. Today's topic is something that someone requested. How do we honour difficult leaders? Mm, which is a great question. I think actually by framing the conversation around difficult leaders, mm-hmm. we start from a, a point of view of, of distancing ourselves from the leader and labelling as, them as difficult rather than a leader who we sometimes disagree with. It's, it's very much a deficit-based place to start. Mm. So we might talk about how we respect our leaders when we disagree. Yeah, just troubling troubling at that question a little bit mm. of the, we want to honour our leaders, even if the relationship's difficult sometimes. Mm. And because, yeah. you know, some of the, the labelling of a difficult leader, that's not a fun thing. You know, to, if you label someone a difficult person or a, a leader who is difficult, you've kind of already decided maybe how that interaction happens. Is, is coming at it with a preset attitude. So very first tip right off the bat is try reframing that and being like, this is a leader who I want to honour. Mm. How can I do that? If you haven't listened to our podcast on the priesthood of all believers, I think that's a good baseline for when we talk about leadership. We're talking about the function of leadership. Yes. Right? We're talking about within an organisation, you might have people who fulfil a function or a role of leadership. They might have institutional authority. They might have... Some kind of cultural cultural authority, authority. Uh, basically someone who holds some form of leadership. Now, I think the really important thing is, as we talked about in the priesthood podcast, mm-hmm. we're not talking about a priesthood who the form of leadership was who gets to God and who doesn't, doing things to connect with God. We're talking about like a, a function of leadership or a role that requires leadership. Yeah, like that's imp- an important note about the theology of leadership that we're talking about right is that we don't believe a person needs a spiritual leader to advocate to god on their behalf we believe that every believer comes before god themselves yeah so we're talking about the function of leadership the role of Mm -hmm. leadership just that to make this whole body of christ thing work we need to have people in different roles and leadership is one of those roles not inherently more valuable than any other role Mm -hmm. yeah so if we look at 
a kind of case study that everyone has access to information about, right? Rather than looking at personal experiences or examples that everyone might not know, we can look at the example of Peter and Paul in the Bible. Those two were famously some very strong personalities. We've got Peter who was willing to cut somebody's ear off at any given moment. At any given <laughs> I mean, some specific moments. I don't think it was always in this, but like, I'm ready. Just always ready. Oh, that guy's always, got an ear. I'll join me. No, I'm, okay. I'm ready for a fight. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Paul, who was a very passionate man who switched from being passionately against to passionately for. And we can see the relationship between these two play out in the book of Acts and also through all of the letters, almost. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to see where they had points of disagreement and they had points of contention and how how they navigated that relationship. Most of the time we can see that they had disagreements and so they met together and they talked them over. Mm. So sometimes there are records of how those conversations went and sometimes it's it's a mystery to us except for the outcome. But they managed to navigate that relationship well and that they both were strong leaders and they both held their place within the growing church. They respected each other and they didn't want to step too much on each other's toes. And Paul recognized that Peter was the one who was the head of the growing movement. Mm. And so he recognized that it was Peter's approval that he needed to run in the direction he wanted to run. And I think one of the things that's quite clear is also Paul wasn't unwilling to challenge Peter when they disagreed. Or even to hold Peter accountable yeah. and his behavior was going down a different track than what they previously agreed on. And, and I think one of the key things that you touched on was the relationship between Peter and Paul, right? Yeah. There was a relationship built on respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key to any, yeah. well, anything. All things rely on relationship. <laughs> you know? like so yeah. Would, yeah. yeah. But also specifically in a, in a leadership space, yeah. uh, if we want to talk, you know, corporate language, maybe management of staff or any of those kind of things, mm-hmm. the relationship's really important. Yeah. And the ability to be honest and frank where you need to be is actually really key when we start talking about how do you respect a, a leader when you disagree? Yes. One of the things about leadership is if we have a good relationship, hopefully it's easier for us to see that we're on the same team. Yeah. And that disagreements and, you know, all this kind of, Differences of opinion. Differences of opinions or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really important that you know you're on the same team. Yeah. And that you have that deep relationship. Well, I say deep relationship. I, I guess I just mean authentic relationship. Yeah. Um, You don't have to like bear your soul to your line manager and like be best friends or anything like that. But hopefully there's a baseline of like mutual respect, right? Yeah. And so the importance of knowing you're going in the same direction, I think it's really helpful for when you disagree. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, oh, we're actually going to be going in different directions. Mm-hmm. Are we still on the same team? Okay, is the vision, is the thing yeah. we're trying to achieve still the same, even if you've got a, a different way of outworking it? Yeah. Um, that becomes critical, so critical. And I was thinking about this in in terms of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Throughout some of the epistles, we, have, we get this metaphor of the body of Christ. Yeah. Right? So the church is the body of Christ. It talks about Jesus being the head. Yeah. Now, I think one of the things that's just really important to bring in is your head is part of your body. Yeah. Yep. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not a separate entity. Yep. It's the not, head, you're not a bobblehead. Exactly, right? <laughs> like the, <laughs> the head has a very specific purpose yeah. in the body and leadership is a very specific purpose. But it being part of the actual body is really important 
the yeah. leader actually being part of the team. You don't lead something that you're not invested in. Mm. Yeah. And that becomes really helpful to remember in that respect space. In the difficulties. In the difficulties. Mm-hmm. Because if you feel like you're not on the same team, yeah, then it turns into this very combative, again, negative thing where every time you go and talk to your leadership who should be on your team and who should be helping you. And should be your biggest advocate. Yeah. It shouldn't feel like you're walking into combat yeah. when you're going to see someone who should be standing beside you. So I guess that's our first big thing mm-hmm. is when it comes to respecting leaders who you may disagree with, having the, the reset button, having something to be able to, okay, cool. We actually need to pause. We need to stop. We need to, whatever we need to do, we need to get back on the same team. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to recognize that we are, we might have different functions and we might have very, very different philosophies about how to get somewhere mm-hmm. or what we should do. Yeah. But are we at least on the same team? You know, are we at least going in the same direction? So maybe not going in the same direction, but trying same, to. Trying to recognize we're on the same boat. I don't know. I don't like so. All of these these metaphors are kind of flawed. Yeah. Um. Because one of the functions of leadership, I would hope, is the ability for correction. Yeah. I actually need a leader who, if I'm going in the wrong direction, can hold me accountable. Yeah. Oof. And that's not going to be a fun process. No. Because if I have like poured my heart into going east, and it was like, hey, this boat's supposed to be going north. Or even just like northeast. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not completely like wrong. West, just uh, slightly you know, shift. It's going to be a hard process just because it'll be painful. Being able to know that this person has your back and that mutual respect becomes incredibly important. Something that we find really important to clarify with our leaders very early on in relationships, right, is that we are on the same team mm. and we want to follow your direction and your authority, but we will not do it without question. There's some generational differences yeah, uh, and some cultural differences along this space that maybe it's just worth having that conversation right up front of just being like, hey, I'm going to tell you if I think you're wrong. And I'm going to ask you questions, but it's not because I disagree with your leadership or I'm I'm challenging your authority. It's because I need to know that we're on the same team and I need to clarify where we're going and what the direction is and if we're on the same page or not. And there's obviously, like, there's different ways to do that, right? Mm. Like just yelling at your boss. Um, probably not. Probably not the best way the to best disagree. Way. And even like maybe blindsiding them in a public space is, again, probably not the best way in that kind of idea. But this idea of like disagreement is collaboration. Mm. Like questioning authority is not the same as disregarding or disrespecting authority. Yeah. Well, and being like the issue is the issue. You are not the issue. Yeah. You're my advocate and you're my teammate and we have this issue. Let's talk about it and discuss it together. Mm. Yeah. I know, like, there's some uh, managers, some leaders, some people who just they hold the philosophy of like, don't surprise me, mm. um, and disagree in private. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Knowing how to disagree with your leader and what's the avenue for that, so you can do that in a safe, healthy way, and maybe even just as blunt as, "Hey, I need to know if we're collaborating right now, or you're giving me a direction." Yeah. <laughs> because, like, hey, if it's actually course correction, or I need you to do this, yeah, you know, the ability to be like, "I think that's stupid," or like, "I think that's the wrong thing," I'm, I'm going to pull that yeah. apart. But at the end of the day, being able to be like, "Okay, I just need to know, is this an instruction?" Do I have to do this? And then for me, it becomes that, okay, is this is this the line? I heard recently someone use the example of you have to be on the boat to change the No, something, oops, I've forgotten what I was going to say. You have to be on the boat and part of the team. Only people on the boat can steer the boat. Yeah. And so this is a question of like, oh, do I, 
is actually really imp- I think the boat's going in the wrong direction. Do I need to go tell the captain? Do I need to go tell the captain? And then also getting to the point of being like, actually, this boat's going in a different direction to me. I need um, to get off this Should boat. I be on this boat? Yeah. If this is what is being asked of me, can I do that? Or do I actually need to remove myself from this leadership position? Yeah. Because I cannot honor my leader in this. And then you've got all sorts of questions around organizational co-papa. Mm. Like, actually, is this a space where to respect the organization and I need to step outside of my leadership channel to talk to someone else? Like, it gets real murky. It's important to know for yourself and for your leader that you're on the same team, yeah. that you're on the same page. And that gives both of you then accountability to being on that same page. Mm. And so it gives both you and your leader or you and the people who you lead the ability to call each other out or to reel you in. Yeah, It's the knowing that you're on that same basis means that you can say, hey, I have concerns because this thing you did doesn't align with the kaupapa that I thought we were on. Or, hey, this this instruction this, doesn't sit well with me. This, this direction, this it, policy. This doesn't seem to fit. Can you clarify? Can you help me understand? Because I want to be on the same page and I, I want us to feel like we're on the same team. And I think that importance of relationship mm. we talked about earlier is the only way these kind of conversations can happen. Yeah. Because there will always be something that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. If you're inviting accountability and mutual accountability, I don't think anyone makes a decision or does something which they think is a bad idea. Like people make mistakes. That's a different story. Choosing to be like, hey, I'm going to go do this. I know it's a bad idea. I don't have good reason for it. Like, that's not a thing people do. Mm. However, what people might do is, hey, I'm going to do this. And I think this is a really good idea for these reasons. And this is why I'm chasing it. Your leader's job might actually be like, Hey, I have more information and so I need to reel you in and maybe I can share that information and maybe I can't, but I need you to trust me. That becomes that choice, right? So like respecting leaders when you disagree actually comes down to choice and discipline, Mm. which those aren't fun. Like having the discipline to go, okay, I don't know why you've made this call. And if a leader has, hey, actually you have to stop and I can't tell you why, there should be some questioning. There mm-hmm. should be some room for some discourse around that. But, but there also comes this point of being like, hey, like. Sometimes there isn't. Have I have I agreed to follow this person's direction or not? Yeah. Ooh. Well, and the, the part about being on the same team as well means that in public, a team is united mm. and the disagreements happen elsewhere. It's the, in, in general, not all of the time because there are some times where team members need to call each other out yep. on stuff. There's some like mutual accountability that becomes public, right? Yeah. In general, it's the, I can follow an instruction that I disagree with and I will vocally disagree with that to the person who gave me that instruction, but I will respect that they are the ones who have the authority to give that instruction. Yeah. And I will not communicate my disagreement as I follow those instructions. Or at the very least, be real upfront about it. Hey, boss. You've said I have to do this. I think it's a bad idea. These are the reasons why I think it's a bad idea. I cannot get on board positively with this idea. I will try my best. I will do it. But you have to know I'm going to be annoyed. You can't walk out of that room lying. Yeah. Like pretending you're on board with something you're not. Mm -hmm. And so there's those choices, right? There's those choices of like, well, how do we honor the person and the leadership and the authority they carry? That we disagree with. That we disagree with. Or when the decision is something we disagree with. And it's a hard space. There's also this concept of prophetic voice. Mm. There's also this concept of calling out what God has placed on your heart. 
and being a voice of change alongside the idea that no one likes a prophet. (laughs) In in general, they were very unpopular people. Yeah, a prophet's not welcome in their own town, right? Mm. Like there's that, that idea. And so what it becomes is having the discernment to know what God's asking you to fight Yep. What your morals, what your core being, what who you are is is yelling that no 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 I can't I can't just I can't just do it. Am I being asked to be a prophetic voice for change in this situation? Yeah. Or am I being asked to voice these opinions behind closed doors and then enact the instructions I was given? That's a hard space because it's between you and God, right? Yeah. Those spaces should probably start behind closed doors. Yeah. Right? Like start from a, a space of respect. It's the, the choose the hell you're going to die on space. Yeah. You know, like it's the actually, these aren't everything. An example of this, mm. again, going back to the case study of Peter and Paul. Yep, let's go. Paul's mission and ministry to the Gentiles was a huge change for the growing church. It had previously been only for the people who had been raised up through Judaism. And Peter and Paul and all of the other church leaders talked about it behind closed doors a lot, over and over and over again. Then we have this fascinating series of statements from Paul in the letter to Galatians, where right at the beginning of the letter, he emphasizes that he is part of the apostolic ministry that sits under Peter, and he recognizes Peter's leadership and that he sits under the authority of Peter, clarifies that for anyone who had any doubt. And then he goes on to describe an instance where there was a group of believers sharing a meal together and both Peter and Paul were there. There was a group of Gentile believers and a group of Jewish believers. Mm -hmm. And there had been conversation at the time about whether it was okay for them to eat together because the Gentile believers, some of the Jewish believers, believed they were unclean. Yep. This was an ongoing conversation and that Paul and Peter had previously talked about and had previously come to the understanding that actually, no, this isn't a thing. Yep. Actually, in this new faith, in this new church, that there is no Jew or Gentile, we are all one under Christ. Yep. And then at this meal, Peter got his food and he went and sat with a table that only had Jewish believers at it, excluding all of the Gentile believers and making everybody think that actually that's what he thought. They shouldn't eat together. Yep. This this was Paul's hill to die on. Yep. Right? This was the entire point of his ministry, was bringing these Gentile believers to Christ. This was something that Paul was like, actually, no, we don't have time for me to take you aside later and communicate what's happened here. There are people right now here in this room that your actions are hurting because you don't see how your actions and your words aren't aligning. Mm. And so Paul, in public, in front of all of the believers, called Peter out and said, hey, this is not okay. This does not align with our beliefs. You need to reel yourself back into the agreement that we previously made. Mm. And that's that's just a fascinating little tableau Mm. of, in the same letter, first Paul emphasizes Peter's leadership and then goes on to say, Peter made a mistake and I went to bat for my beliefs. Yeah because Peter had previously said that he agreed and his actions weren't aligning with that. There are these important philosophical things that sometimes you do need to challenge leadership on and sometimes it does need to be public. And there's not, like, we're not in a in an age, I don't know if we should have ever been in an age where we just accepted blind leadership. Mm. The importance of discernment. Yeah. And the importance of choice. Because at the end of the day, in my core... I'm actually okay with being told, Stu, you're wrong. You need to respect authority. 
as long as there's a room for me to be like, I disagree and an opportunity for go, okay, cool. This is going to hurt. I have to choose. This is a choice. This is a choice to continue to respect that authority. And that's actually, it shouldn't be a easy, no brainer choice. Mm. It should be a space of wrestling and it should be a space of discernment. Maybe actually this is what God's calling me to do, to, to be humble and respect the authority. That doesn't mean you're not allowed to disagree with it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're not allowed to question it. What it does mean, if you do disagree with it, you have to find a respectful way to, to work through that. And it means that if you, in your own position of leadership, find people coming to you with disagreements, you need to be able to hear them. Mm. And you need to be able to say, okay, am I steering the ship in the right direction? Because as the person steering the ship, that is your responsibility. Am I the, are we the baddies? Am, am, am I the bad guys here? Like, <laughs> we need to know that as a leader, we're steering the ship in the right direction. And so we need to be able to hear voices of concern if maybe people think we're not. And as, as leaders, we, we really do need to be ready to be questioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we shouldn't actually be happy with blind authority. I you want, know? you know, I want accountability. Yeah. I want to know it goes that we're a ways. team. Yeah. yeah. It's that if I expect this of my leaders. I also expect it of those I lead. Yeah. Just be blunt in the, hey, this is how I need you. If you're going to disagree with me, I invite the questioning, come talk to me, but please do it this way because I don't want to be ambushed because I know in me, I might not react as well as I would. Yeah. <laughs> I might know that, well, I might actually need the breathing room to go, hmm, yeah, it's the, maybe I am wrong here. Well, and recognizing as a leader that if you give your people a place to disagree with you, then they have a place to bring those disagreements to you. If as a leader you don't give your people a place to disagree with you, where can they take those disagreements? Their only option is... Their only option is to take those disagreements elsewhere and then that is undermining uh, your relationship there. Yeah. You know, how do we respect our our leaders? It all comes down to relationship. It all comes down to knowing that you're on the same team and having that respect for the person or respect for the role. But at the end of the day, also knowing where your line is and knowing when you've been asked by God to submit and when you've been asked by God to be the prophetic annoying voice. Yeah. Remember that your leader is not a bobblehead. Mm. Yeah. Your leader is part of the body. Yeah. So if you're feeling there's a disconnection there. Go talk about it. Talk about it. Bring it out into the open. Ask how disagreements can be had safely and put a process in place for that so that you can voice them and know that you're still on the same team at the end of the day. Yeah. So So, until next time. Take a deep breath. Know that you are loved. Have a drink of water. And have a wonderful day. Bye. Am I too close to the... uh your cable's rubbing on it and Ew, my cable through. is rubbing. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I'm uncomfortable. Thanks for the outtake. <laughs> <sighs> what was I saying?